Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Coming up on NBA Today, Steve Nash is out as Nets head coach. Woj joins the show with how Brooklyn got to this point and what's next for the organization. Plus, there are only two six-win teams in the NBA right now. One you may have expected and one that, well, surprised us all. Wendy tells us what is going on in Utah. And we have the latest on Kawhi Leonard's injury and when we can expect his return to the floor. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. We start today with news out of Brooklyn. Steve Nash has been fired as head coach after two-plus seasons with the franchise. Steve Nash released a statement thanking the organization and fans for his time with the Nets. I want to dive into the news with our panel today. Richard Jefferson, Vince Carter, and Chanae Agumake. Rich, I'm going to start with you. Just your initial reaction here. Well, you, you know, again, well, let, let's go back to when he was first hired, mm. you know, and there was conversations, you know, with Kyrie and KD about, oh, we don't really need a coach. And so immediately at that moment, in time he was under an extreme amount of scrutiny then you fast forward you know they put together a very very strong team great supporting cast they brought in talent you know look an ankle injury and a hamstring injury yeah. in the same postseason <laughs> that had the, these boys were cooking it looked like they were on their way to mm -hmm. possibly winning a championship so right. now you're in a spot where it's like the next couple of years they just so many distractions and things that happened made it very very difficult for mm -hmm. them to accomplish their goals and head coaches know they know the deal when they sign up. No, I was with, I was with Steve Nash at, at Kevin Love's wedding this summer. And head coaches understand that how quickly it's performance-based, especially when you have that amount of talent. They know that they are the first ones to go. And yes. you say performance-based, it's actually year to year. Mm -hmm. You know, nowadays, it's like you can be a winning coach and still get fired. Mm. You can you, you can be coach of the year and still get fired. And that's the unfortunate thing. When you take a job like this, particularly in the New York market, mm -hmm. RJ, yeah, we yeah. know how that is. It's like everything, every, everything is under a micros uh, microscope, and you're under scrutiny whether you're winning or losing. Did you do this? So, Steve Nash walking into this job, like you said, RJ, he didn't, he didn't have a fair shot. No. And when you have a Kevin Durant, when you have Kyrie, James Harden, you're expected to win now, regardless of how many. Uh, uh, if it's your first time at it or not. So that's just kind of how it works, and it's unfortunate to be in that situation. But I think Steve Nash will get another job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's bring in senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski, who broke the news of this story. Woj, why did the Nets make this decision now? Uh, Malika, j just the unraveling to start the season, really a worst-case scenario for Steve Nash uh, in the Nets. You know, Ben Simmons uh, not playing at a very high level from the very beginning. Uh, certainly the, the, just how bad defensively this Nets team was, 29th in the league. Uh, out of the gate, that four-game losing streak, and, and certainly, and, and, and probably not the least of all, the Kyrie Irving uh, uh, situation uh, that has hung over this team, that continues to hang over this team and league. Mm. And I think for Steve Nash, as, as much as Brooklyn felt that they had gone as far as they could with him as head coach, uh, I, I think he felt the same, that, that he was just not the coach for this team 
anymore. They've been discussing this over recent days. Ownership, uh, Steve Nash, Sean Marks, their GM, and, and made the decision today um, that they were going to part ways. And now uh, Brooklyn is uh, the, the hiring of Ime Adoka, you know, the, Celt- the suspended Celtics coach, uh, is imminent. That could, be fit- that could be completed, I'm told, as soon as tomorrow. So Jacques Vaughn is coaching tonight against the Bulls. He was also also the interim coach in Brooklyn in 2020. I am curious, Woj, though, what level of vetting is taking place in Brooklyn in their possible hire of Ime Udoka? Yeah, and I think that's what they're, they, they've been spending time on that. There have been other teams around the league who've been spending time uh, trying to get ahead of the possibility of bringing Ime Udoka in at some point and trying to understand the story uh, and, and why he was suspended and, and ultimately was not going to return as the Celtics coach. There, there is history certainly with him in Brooklyn. He was obviously on Steve Nash's staff before he went to Boston uh, and he was in San Antonio for a number of years with Sean Marks, the Nets GM. So they, they know him well and uh, even Ben Simmons, remember, he was in Philadelphia for a year, for a year with uh, Doc Rivers and so, uh, or in Philadelphia with Ben Simmons, certainly, uh, and has a relationship with him. And that's really going to be a big part of this job is getting Ben Simmons going again. But certainly, listen, the Nets are going to have to answer questions about uh, Udoka's hiring and uh, the, the vetting they did do. You know, we've reported uh, on the reasons Boston, uh, among them, the, the independent law firm's uh, probe that led uh, to his suspension, which is ultimately uh, really a dismissal. And, you know, Boston is uh, going to, all along, they were going to allow Ime Adoka to take another job, whether it was an assistant or a head coach. Uh, but certainly there's a lot of risk here. Mm. There's a lot of desperation in Brooklyn right now uh, to try to piece this uh, franchise back together, to hold on to this season and keep a group in place that certainly feels right now, like at a number of other points in the last couple of years, is on the brink. There's just so much Woj that is swirling around the Nets right now. You mentioned Kyrie Irving earlier. Is this the first of multiple possible moves in a new strategy, or is this the only move that they're going to make in an attempt to turn this team around? I think that remains to be seen, mm. uh, Malika. I think certainly uh, bringing Ime Adoka in, I think the belief is that he can try to stabilize this team. Just certainly his presence in leadership. He has commanded respect, not only as an assistant coach and, and, and what he did in Boston last season was certainly remarkable, getting them within two games of an NBA championship. Uh, but this is a team that I think, especially again on the defensive end, to get them better there, uh, they, they just can't compete right now. Um, without uh, really making significant improvement there. Mm. And I think his ability with Kevin Durant, with Kyrie Irving, with Ben Simmons, uh, to be a leader of this group, uh, to, commi- to command their respect. I think they think Ime Adoka uh, is the best candidate to do that. Will he be able to do that? Is there any coach on this planet who can coach this team? You know, we'll find that out. But certainly, you know, this is in a lot of ways a last uh, last gasp, desperate move, I think, mm. for this Nets group as it's currently constituted uh, to try to get uh, some continuity, some traction on actually winning something in Brooklyn before this whole thing 
is imploded. Woj, thank you so much. We'll see you a little bit later in the show. As we continue to cover this news out of Brooklyn that Steve Nash is out as head coach today, we heard from Vince, we heard from Richard. What's your reaction here? You know, listening to, uh, to Woj talk, and we saw the graphic overlay about the defense, I actually sort of had an epiphany, but not like a huge epiphany. So if we can put that graphic up about the Nets defensively. I think that that 29th this year in defense, that category is emblematic of why they made the decision to part ways with Steve Nash. Because when it comes to defense, you're worse than the NBA. Mm. And what is the best thing you can do as a head coach? Get buy-in from professionals defensively. And also just making sure that you have great coaching to hold you down if your offense is not there. And so I think that gaping disability that the Nets had defensively just just sort of showed that as pros, the best thing you can do is get them to play defense, play inspired. And that's where things were missing. Now, when you look at the big picture of the Nets overall, I think we're seeing a, maybe a shift from when we had so many stars aggregate and be able to call the shots. Because circumstances where that work, we most notably go to LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh in Miami. And they had a structure with the Miami Heat where they knew their organization inside and out. And so there was accountability and balance. You think about the same thing with the Warriors. Yeah. You even see the burgeoning Suns. When you have stars really dictating quite a bit, based on their talents, and rightfully so, you need to also have an infrastructure that is impenetrable from the coach to also the organization. I think there, are a lot of, there was a lot of great ambition here. It just seemed like that foundation was not as sturdy as we've seen when other stars aggregate. But if the foundation that is Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, all of these mainstays who are incredibly talented are still there, I mean, I guess that's my question, Vince. Is it that simple? New head coach, new chapter for Brooklyn? Well, I'll say this one thing to add to that is if your coach has lost his locker room, mm. that's another thing as well. You look at the defense of 29th, like you said, but when your coach walks in and, and doesn't have command of his locker room, that's when I think one organization also feels it's time to move on. Yeah. Well, there's a word that Shanae used that's just rattling around in my brain, accountability. I'm not sure how that gets grasped back for Brooklyn. It, it's, it's, it can be grasped back, but, you know, look, if Ime comes in, and we all know Ime, if Ime starts talking to those guys the same way he talked to those Boston Celtics in a very high level of accountability, don't forget where the Boston Celtics were in, the, like, in this time last year, where they were in January. Like, and then all of a sudden, they started understanding his message, and defensively, they became one of the best defensive teams that we had seen probably in the last couple of years, yeah. given this Brooklyn Nets team, you know, a fit, going down, go, going down the wire with Giannis, all the things that different they roster. did. No, it's a but different, you're talking about the mentality. The mentality of we showed a bunch of clips yesterday of giving up open threes, giving up open threes. Mm -hmm. And it all depends. Are you going to let that slide or are you going to sit people down? Because the, the, the Brooklyn Nets are an extremely deep team. So if somebody's not doing the things that they're supposed to, then you have to hold them accountable. I have never been on a great team in my life without accountability. And I've played four NBA finals, national championship, Olympics. I have never been on a team that was able to accomplish things without high level of accountability, and I think that's where they were lacking, mm. and I think it showed up in their play. I, I want to bring Zach Lowe into this conversation now because it, it's not lost on me that Ime Udoka has done incredible things with the Boston Celtics, but it just seems like if we're having this conversation about Ime Udoka being hired by Brooklyn where he was an assistant coach, Accountability is the word I keep coming back to. Where is the accountability to women in the NBA? Zach, what do you make of this? Let's just rewind the whole thing. The last 16 months 
in Nets land after, as RJ said, they were very close to unseating the Bucks and doing who knows what in the playoffs when they had what will now forever be known as the greatest theoretical team in <laughs> NBA history. Here's what's happened since then, and I had to write it all down, culminating in Ime Odoka's hire, which I'll get to, I promise. Number one, Kyrie Irving refuses to get vaccinated, misses most of last season right. after taking a hiatus from the season before. Number two, James Harden looks around and is like, oh, this stinks. I didn't sign up for this. I'm going to quit on the team until you trade me. Number three, they trade for Ben Simmons, who misses the whole season, has back surgery, and is now afraid to shoot or get fouled. Number four, Kyrie opts into the last year of his contract because nobody wants him. Number five, Durant demands a trade. Then when he doesn't get it, issues an ultimatum that Steve Nash get fired and Sean Marks get fired. That fails. Everybody comes back. Yay, everything's fine. The vibes are amazing. Oh, my God. Well, flash forward like two more weeks. The team stinks. Kyrie Irving tweets out a movie full of anti-Semitic tropes, refuses mm. to answer questions about it, and now they fire Steve Nash and without any explanation hire the coach that the Celtics just suspended for what they deemed an inappropriate consensual relationship, which either means one of two things. Number one, they didn't vet Udoka at all, or number two, they've been vetting him this entire time while Steve Nash was the coach of the team. I'm so tired of it. This team has won one playoff series mm. in three years. One. Do something. Get something right, and then we'll talk about something else, because I'm tired of this. That, I don't, I don't know that anyone can say it better than that. Richard? Uh, well, Vince, <laughs> the good news is our Nets teams are still the best Nets teams of all time. <laughs> That's, the, that's the best thing. No, but, but, all, but all kidding aside, the way that Zach just laid that out. Yeah. And right. that, there was more, there was, and there was of, more of that. Yeah. And I'm going to well say done, this. I'm going to say this. Thanks, Zach. I'm going to say this. Knowing the NBA as we do and knowing how it is a brotherhood and it is a relationship-based league, I'm going to go out on the limb here to say that given what happened this summer and with the Nets and then what happened in the somewhat preseason right before the season started with Emei, I have a feeling that Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets were like, if Steve Nash is not going to be our guy mm. and this thing goes, go where can we go? Because we have high-powered people. We have some of the biggest athletes on the planet here that need a powerful, strong voice. And they're like, well, let's start finding out more about this information. And so I'm not going to act like like two days ago the Nets were like, hey, we're, I think we're, we're having ifs and ands about, about Steve Nash. I think they were like, hey, who is going to – let's get as much information as we can about Ime Udoka, about Quinn Snyder, about a lot of different people. So I won't sit up here and say that, like, this Ime thing was, like, quick and, like, who can we go get? It was like, no, I think they have been vetting him – probably this whole time, getting ready to make a decision. Yeah, and I think there are rightful qualms when you hear about this, and particularly as women in the NBA, we understand what that narrative became. Um, but I also understand that this day and age, organizations have to do their due diligence. And once they do their due diligence, they make a decision. And if the decision is based on basketball pertaining, you know, Ime Udoka, it makes sense because of what he brings, the mindset of what he was able to do. I know a year ago we were talking about how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum couldn't get on the same page. There was a power struggle with the Celtics. Yeah. Well, guess what? He reached out to both of those guys and got them on the same page and got the credit. Marcus Smart, having that team camaraderie. Uh, then you also think about the idea of the defense. I mean, he took that, he completely resuscitated the Celtics defense to the point that it catapulted them to the NBA Finals. And so, I'm someone that trusts and believes that, especially when Adam Silver came, was it last week? Because I never remember time. Last week and said, hey, we've instituted tip lines. There's situations where we're trying to create a safe environment, not just for one team, but all teams. 
I feel like the Nets, like you said, they, they made the decision to vet him probably longer before this, and they're going to make a decision based on the legalities of what they deem acceptable. And if they so choose Ime Odoka, it seems like he is the right person for the job. And, and let's, let's talk about Ime really quickly. Five, one of five rookie head coaches to lead a team to the NBA Finals. Included in that list is Steve Kerr. And Tyrone Lue. Now, just look at yeah. those. Look at those coaches. When you look at now a little bit of longevity, and look at what Steve Nash or Steve Kerr, excuse me, and what uh, T. Lou has done. So, you know, if you're going to say Eme is a part of that fold, I guarantee you the Brooklyn Nets would take T. Lou, or they would take Steve Nash or Steve Kerr, excuse me. Look, at the end of the day, very few people, I believe, are beyond redemption. And I'm not saying that that's the scenario here. But what I am saying is I sincerely hope that when we talk about due diligence and vetting, the Brooklyn Nets are taking into account multiple voices on this and who could be affected because we know that this is going to be ongoing. Still to come on NBA Today, we're going to check in with our friend Kendrick Perkins. Oh, he we, is we joining the show. We're going to get his thoughts. There he is behind you, Richard. He yeah. is hey, ready Kirk. to go. We'll be talking talking more about Steve Nash after Oh, you got a new background. What happened to lawyer? Per- I know. It's all coming. <laughs> now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Continuing with our top story here on NBA Today, following a 2-5 and five start, Steve Nash is out as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Kendrick Perkins, Bobby Marks, and Brian Windhorst are joining NBA Today now. And, Perk, I want to start with you here. What do you make of the timing, specifically, of this decision out of Brooklyn? Well, it was too late. I mean, your best player on your team and Kevin Durant asked for Steve Nash to be out in this offseason. Hmm. And so you let it get to this point, and I know it's early. Now all of a sudden he's out of there, which we all knew that it was going to happen. But it goes to show me one thing and one thing only. Kevin Durant still have the juice. He still have the power because this doesn't happen if he doesn't put his stamp on there. And we all know he wanted them out and we know who he wants sitting in that seat. But I think it was the right move by the Brooklyn Nets. I think Kevin Durant knows that he needs a leader in that locker room to hold guys accountable, especially Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. So good move. Hated for Steve Nash as an individual, but it's part of the business. Wendy? Malika, if you looked at this in a vacuum, uh, a team that is underperforming with star players wants to move out a coach that doesn't, um, you know, doesn't have the voice in the locker room Mm. to another coach who has proven that he can get to star players and has previous relationships. You know, if you could peel away all the layers, the move makes sense. And that's ostensibly why the Nets are doing it. 
The problem is, is the Nets don't have credibility. They don't have credibility because of the way they've handled uh, their stars over the last couple of years. They don't have credibility because of how they've had Steve Nash come out and frankly tell lies over and over to protect the organization. They don't have credibility because of how they've handled Kyrie Irving in just in the last few days, much less the last couple of years. And so um, they're trying to overcome a situation that was frankly untenable. And, you know, if you're Ime Udoka, again, in a vacuum, you wouldn't want this job. It's, a, it's not a good job. The, 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 the roster is flawed defensively. You're not going to get a training camp. You would never want to take a job like this, even though it has star players on it. But he has got his own uh, credibility issues with what he's been dealing with in Boston. So mm. he takes it. So it's really kind of two parties sort of trying to salvage a situation. And when you look at it that way, it kind of in a very strange NBA way makes sense. But it's the layer of lack of credibility and lack of accountability on top of it that makes this whole thing uncomfortable. And now the Nets have no choice to, to get their way out of this but win. And they have not consistently won at the level this team mm. should in years. And expecting it to be different with Amy Odoka probably is a mistake. But I, they're going to try. Okay, so given all of that, Bobby, you, you've literally made these moves in a front office. You've been in the Brooklyn Nets front office. What should the next steps be here for Brooklyn? Well, I mean, we see here, I mean, Steve Nash is already off the board, Malik. And oh, I gosh. think it starts with Kyrie. It starts with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Malika. How many more chances is this an organization going to give Kyrie Irving? Mm. I mean, that's my big question here is enough is enough. And I'm not talking from a trade standpoint. I understand Ime Odoka is the last person to the last person that can maybe rein this group in. But if you're the Brooklyn front office, send him home. Mm. You do not need Kyrie Irving. And I think when you go from from Kyrie I think you're going Armageddon, and I think it starts with Kevin Durant here. And I get it. I get the Yuma Odoka hire. It's the last straw here. But if you're looking from Brooklyn's perspective, wipe the slate clean. Start from scratch. Wow. You've proved you can do it. You did it in 2016 and 17 when that front office came in after me. You drafted Karis LeVert, you drafted Jared Allen, you traded for D'Angelo Russell, you found Spencer Dinwiddie, you found Joe Harris. You proved you were able to do it. Mm. Start fresh here. And I heard the panel before saying that what Ime did in Boston. I have news for everyone. This Brooklyn roster is not Boston's roster. There is no Jalen Brown on this roster. Mm. There is mo no Marcus Smart on this roster. There is no Al Horford on this roster. There is not even a Derek White on this roster. Yes, Tatum and, and Durant are equal, but this is not Boston. And if everyone thinks that he can turn this around, I mean, I've got news for you. Everybody's going to be fooled here. Okay, so, so some might say that that could be drastic. Perk, what do you say? Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm with Bobby on this one. I'm, I'm not putting any stake or any stock into the Brooklyn Nets. And look, let me piggyback some more on what Bobby was saying. See, the reason that you got to bring uh, Ime Udoki in for Kyrie Irving is because Kevin Durant is never going to go against or say anything to Kyrie Irving knowing that he needs to check him or hold him accountable at times. So what Kevin Durant needs is now all of a sudden he need a voice in the locker room to kind of somewhat keep Kyrie Irving in check, that Kyrie Irving is going to respect, that Kyrie Irving is going to listen to on and off the court somewhat because he don't listen to a lot of people. But here's mm. the thing, I'm with Bobby on this one. 
I'm not putting any stock into the Brooklyn Nets as far as them going out and winning the championship or even being a threat in the Eastern Conference because they hire Ime Udoka. They don't have the roster. I still believe that they're soft in the middle. I don't think that Ben Simmons is going to improve. I don't care who you bring in. He is who he is at the moment. But I just think this is a great starting point. If you can start going into the following seasons with your foundation with a Kevin Durant and Ime Udoka, now all of a sudden you're setting the culture for the near future. Brian, do you see this as the first domino of many? How are you viewing this? This isn't um, a build toward the future move. This is a move to try to salvage this season. Mm. That's what they were trying to do over the summer when they elected not to trade Kevin Durant. They're trying to somehow piece this together. And I know what Bobby is saying about, you know, try to start over, but their, their hands are tied, Bobby, because they've traded away the control of their draft for the foreseeable future of the Houston Rockets. They have to... This is a grasping at straws measure. They're frankly incredibly fortunate that there's a coach available like Ime Udoka and that Ime Udoka would be potentially desperate enough to come get a job like this that he may not be able to get for the foreseeable future with his circumstances in Boston. I'm sure that they probably were, as soon as Ime Udoka got suspended, their eyebrow went up like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, wait a minute, this might be a, a you know, get-out-of-jail-free card. I'm skeptical that it can, that it can happen because... I don't believe in the way in this Nets roster construction, mm. but they're scrambling trying to hold this thing together. And uh, I mean, I kind of get it in a vacuum, but again, when you look at the way that they have conducted themselves since the moment they brought Durant and Kyrie Irving in, they haven't earned credibility with anybody, including their fans. Their fans have gone away in droves. They're so turned off by this team, and I understand it. And I'm not sure this is going to win any of them back. Hmm. Well, we're going to dive into this much more. Bobby, thank you so much for stopping by NBA Today. I'm going to do my best to channel my inner Cheney Agumake here and be a little bit glass half full uh, because Kevin Durant passed somebody on the all-time scoring list last night. Who was that person? I think someone in our studio may know more. NBA Today will be back after this. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You're watching NBA Today. One of the preseason favorites to start the year, the Brooklyn Nets, and it all fell apart. Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. This is seismic. Kyrie Irving ruined the franchise. I would wave him. Breaking news in the Sports Center: Steve Nash out as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. This season really just started to unravel. This was clearly going to happen at some point. We saw this coming a mile away. This is certainly uh, an organization right now that is trying to hold it together. Welcome back to NBA Today. We're closely following multiple stories out of Brooklyn today, including the firing of head coach Steve Nash. But now we continue to cover the controversy surrounding Kyrie Irving's post about a book and a movie that quotes Adolf Hitler multiple times and denies the Holocaust existed, among other anti-Semitic falsehoods. And during the Nets game in Brooklyn against the Pacers on Monday night, several fans sat courtside near the Pacers bench wearing fight anti-Semitism shirts. One Nets season ticket holder wearing the shirt told our Nick Friedel that he believes Irving should be suspended and quote, we felt the Nets did not condemn an anti-Semite in their ranks and we wanted to show love. We're still Nets fans and we love the team, but they should reprimand Kyrie Irving because he's full of hate. We're full of love. Hopefully he'll come around to the other side. That's a quote from the fan that spoke to Nick Friedel. Let's bring in Nick Friedel now along with our senior writer, Zach Lowe, because Kyrie Irving, he didn't speak to reporters last night. Zach, what exactly happens now? I think the world waits to hear what he says next because Nick was the reporter who questioned Kyrie the other night. And I think at that point, most of the assembled media had not seen the movie or seen the clips from the movie. And now they and we all have. And I think the next question that will come out is, okay, here's what's in the movie. Do you actually believe this? And what he says next, if he's even made available to the media, remember, he could just keep skipping media and get fined for it. I think what he answers to that question is, Nick will tell you, I, could, could, I mean, I don't even know what directions it could go in. If he doesn't disavow all the stuff that you just said, Malika, that's in that movie, if he doesn't explicitly disavow it, I, this just becomes a, an ongoing issue with no end in sight that could explode in, in any number of directions. Nick, what are you watching in this situation with Kyrie? I'm waiting to see how he responds to what happened the other night, Malika. And that's what the league office is waiting for. That's what the Nets are waiting for. But as Zach pointed out, we have no idea when Kyrie is going to speak publicly again. And there is a strong feeling, as we sit here right now, around 3.30 Eastern, that he's not going to speak tonight post-game after this Bulls game. So it's anyone's guess what happens moving forward. But with all the other drama now mm. unfolding around the Nets, uh, I'd be surprised, frankly, if we heard from Kyrie at any point in the very near future. The problem that he didn't understand in the beginning and hasn't understood at all since then is just how many people he upset. 
because this has become much, much deeper than a Nets issue or even an NBA issue. And that's what he's going to have to answer for whenever he decides to do so. Anti-Semitism and hate crimes in the United States, of course, continue to be on the rise. Nick, uh, news broke just before our show that Steve Nash is out as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. You're around this team all the time. What sense are you getting that this group can move on and have a successful season just under a different head coach here? Malika, I don't care what coach is brought in to coach this group. It's not going to work. This team was built to win a championship. It's not going to happen. They don't play defense at a high enough level. We can talk about Kyrie all day. He's been solid when he's been on the floor. So is Kevin Durant. But Malika, Ben Simmons has not been very good since he's been in Brooklyn. And I can't tell you how many times since I got here in January, the looks on people's faces in that organization when they're going into work, after they're seeing the latest Kyrie controversy, everybody's just worn out. And it's the same group, essentially, of players that has been there the last couple seasons. I mean, Steve Nash has got to feel relieved that he's no longer there. I walked out of Barclays with him last night, Malika. He had his daughter in his arms. And he and I just looked at each other and we kind of chuckled at the absurdity, not just of the last couple days, but in the last year. It's never just about basketball. And that's the issue that any coach is going to have when they come in to be at the, the head of the snake for the Nets because this team has drama consuming them and they can't seem to get away from that with the same core group of players that they've had in place the last few seasons. That's a very interesting point, Nick. Thank you so much for stopping by. Zach, please do not go too far. You said basketball, so let's talk a little bit about basketball because Kevin Durant, he made some history last night. He moved up to 19th on the NBA's all-time scoring list, passing none other than our very own VC Vince Carter. Here's what KD had to say about passing our friend. I love to score the ball. I mean, that's the name of the game. That's why we play basketball is to put points on the board um, and to shift the game and be a, be mentioned with the greats. And, you know, so to pass somebody I looked up to as a kid, my first NBA jersey was Vince Carter's when he was in Toronto. And, um, you know, so it's a full circle moment for me and um, grateful that for all my teammates along the way that helped me throughout the, these years, my coaches as well, everybody. Man, I needed to smile today, and that <laughs> yeah. made me smile. I love that from Kevin Durant. What was your reaction? Don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. Bro, I've, I've played a thousand games with you. I'm there all Vince Carter. Good for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, so it, was, it was a pretty cool moment. Like I said, um, last year, uh, KD and I had some conversations. You know, we, he was going through his thing. And I, one thing I said to him, I said, KD, you remember that you're you. And he really appreciated that because, you know, sometimes you go at KD, he just, mm. you know, he, sna he snaps back. And I said, you can handle this or take this how you want to. And since then, we've just had great conversation. And when I actually found out about him about to eclipse <laughs> me and move me out of the way, I was like, yeah, man, they asked him to do a video. I said, absolutely. Yeah. This is a great moment. It's a great opportunity. Um, you know, being a part of the you know, top 25 is something, man, just to see someone that has a, uh, had appreciation for me as a player mm. is pretty cool. That's now gonna eclipse that and obviously end up in the top 10. How many messages did you get when it happened? Uh, I got a lot of them because I was actually flying. Mm. So I was trying to watch it, trying to, you know, get that Wi-Fi together. Wi <laughs> and I, and so, uh, shout out 
out to Aaron Harris over there. Uh, oh. PR, oh, know, Aaron, yes. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I got to shout out Aaron because he actually hit me up. He said it happened, so Aww. it was just pretty cool. And I, I couldn't see it, but I, w- I went back to actually see, see the shot. So. That's so awesome. And I loved what Kevin Ooh, Durant said there. The jersey. the jersey. I mean, now, yeah. now you got to sign. Like, what, are you gifting him one? What, what's going to happen of course. now? Signed. Uh, whatever he wants, he can get. Whatever he wants. See? That's lovely. I really, I really love awesome. that. Awesome. Yeah, see, we needed a little Mitch, bit of that today. you pretty good, bro. Bro, you were pretty good looking at some of those highlights. You were, you weren't bad. Thank you. That's all, Not that's bad. all I wanted to be. That's pretty good. Pretty good. You don't say, you never say that about me. No, 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 no. Yeah. But, but like, oh, DC, my guy. Dude, look, we all know. We know about the Air Canada. We know about the impact that you have had on Canadian basketball in the game. Like, when I got invited to do that commercial with you, I was like, oh, my God. I'm about to, like, because you were my favorite dunker. Like, Kevin Durant could score. I couldn't do that. But I could dunk. And, like, mm. I would be like, look, Vince is the greatest dunker I've ever seen. And I still stand by that. So your impact and to see the next generation of great superstars that are towards the end of their career applaud you from the beginning is something that's pretty cool, man. Congratulations. So we should recreate. A dunker no, team. no. I was gonna say no. we have the hoop here. Yesterday you said all you have to do is take off your jacket. Here. I can, I, I can still dunk. Like that's you not an issue. You can dunk it. It's a difference between it? dunking it and doing it? like. Prove it. Someone give me a ball. We did. Someone bring me a ball. I got Jays on, bro. All right, in the break, that's what we're doing. Coming up on NBA Today, Woj has the latest on Kawhi's injury and when he could return for the Clippers. NBA Today will be back after this. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. It's time for you to call the shots. It's important to have a say in what is going on in the world around me. But to make your point, you need to get in the game. It all starts with the voting. It puts people in place to change some of the dynamics. Democracy absolutely depends on voting. You make an impact more than you would know. Make your voice heard. Get in the game. Vote. 
Election Day is exactly one week away. And to discuss the NBA and WNBA's voting initiatives, I'd like to bring in James Cadogan, the executive director of the National Basketball Social Justice Coalition. James, thank you so much for being here. No NBA games are going to be played next Tuesday on Election Day. What went into this decision? Let's check one more time. James, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I'm curious, James, as I was mentioning to our viewers, no games are going to be played next Tuesday, which is Election Day. That's the first time this is happening. What went into this decision? Ultimately, Malika, it was about finding ways that the NBA community could continue its tradition of nonpartisan civic engagement efforts, and especially in light of the commitment made in 2020. The question was, how do you deepen that? How do you go further? Mm. And changing the schedule to make sure there were no games on Election Day and then that all 30 teams play on November 7th, the day before, so we can use that moment to drive more attention from fans to folks in the community to the fact that we have elections coming up. It's important that everybody get involved and raise their voices. Uh, that was the most important thing. And so the process was one of months going back to the spring from a lot of different people in a lot of different departments across the NBA, the Players Association and teams. And here we are get involved, make a plan to vote for me that's going to be voting by mail. James, what else are the NBA and WNBA planning to expand voting access and awareness? So uh, a number of different things. And what's most exciting about it is, is it looks different team to team and it looks different market to market the same way that elections are different and who and what is on the ballot is different. Uh, but First and foremost is uh, not playing games on Election Day, November 8th, having all 30 teams play on November 7th, and then using everything at our disposal from the league office to the Players Association to teams to bring people in, which includes things like last week here in D.C., Monumental Sports and Entertainment, which operates the Wizards and the Mystics. They partnered with an organization called Headcount. So out on the concourse, people who were in the, in the arena for the game could come in and register to vote. Mm. Had WNBA players from the Mystics uh, Alicia Clark and Elizabeth Williams there to actually engage the fans and say, come on in. This is what uh, we want you to be able to do is express your opinion. That's really important. But also we have big digital platforms. And so thinking about how we use all of those and making sure that, for example, uh, Oklahoma City is doing a lot of work to engage its fans through digital. Those are the kinds of things that we're seeing team by team and market by market. Switching gears here, James, a storyline we're following closely is Kyrie Irving's posts on social media about a book and a movie that contain anti-Semitic falsehoods, multiple quotes by Adolf Hitler, or at least purported to be by Adolf Hitler, also denying the Holocaust took place. So as head coach or head of the NBA Social Justice Coalition, rather, what roles do you and your organization play in, in addressing Kyrie's actions? So we, we don't play a role in addressing Kyrie's actions directly. That, that Those conversations are separate and ongoing, as I understand. But what's most important, and this was, uh, was said in our league statement, is that any kind of rhetoric, any kind of hate speech uh, is condemned, and that we unequivocally say uh, this should not happen. And then beyond that, we make clear to all of our colleagues, wherever we see that kind of rhetoric, that their words and actions have impact and why. So that, that's first and foremost. And second, we're pleased to see that Kyrie took the post down, but that there has to be some understanding and we continue to have to make sure that all of us are educated about the impacts of hate speech and the impacts of anti-Semitic tropes. Those are the kinds of things that, that are most important more broadly than just this one incident. James, thank you so much for your time and spending a little bit of it with us here on NBA Today. Thank you, Malika.
Now to some sad news that impacted the music world, the NBA world, and beyond early this morning. Kirshnik Kari Ball, known professionally as the rapper Takeoff for the Grammy-nominated trio Migos, is dead after a shooting early Tuesday outside a bowling alley in Houston. That's what a representative confirmed. No arrests have been announced and few details have been released about what led up to the shooting. Takeoff's uncle Quavo, who was present during the shooting, was not injured, and Ball was just 28 years old. Some reaction from within the NBA community on Twitter this morning, Trey Young tweeting, no bleeping way following the loss of the Atlanta-based rapper Bobby Portis. RIP takeoff, that's tough, man. And Andre Drummond, ain't no way they took takeoff. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Breaking news in the NBA. After the departure of coach Steve Nash, the Brooklyn Nets are progressing on the hiring of suspended Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka. That is what our senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting. I want to bring in Woj now. And and Woj, I'm curious, where are the Nets in the process of potentially hiring Udoka? Yeah, Malika, they're well into those conversations now with Ime Udoka. And and there is some, uh, there are discussions that have to take place with the Celtics before Brooklyn could finalize a deal for Udoka. Boston's stance all along had been, I'm told, if Udoka could get another job, whether it was an assistant or a head coach, he was free to leave. And and while I'm told the Celtics are not going to be asking for compensation, uh, there's just some unraveling that has to be done uh, with Udoka's deal uh, before he can move on to Brooklyn. But there's an expectation that a deal could be finalized as soon as tomorrow uh, to make Ime Adoka Brooklyn's new head coach. Obviously, Jacques Vaughn will, will be the acting coach tonight against the Chicago Bulls. And then the Nets head out on the road. They start in Washington Friday, Charlotte on Saturday. And so by then, Udoka could be in place and, and maybe is on the bench as soon as this weekend. Woj, thank you. Udoka's former team, the Boston Celtics, they will be featured in our Wednesday ESPN doubleheader. You can see on your screen there, they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN. And then the Grizzlies, they take on the Blazers at 10 o'clock on ESPN. NBA Countdown gets it all started at 7 o'clock. Still to come on NBA Today, we will check in on the Brooklyn Nets future and the fallout. We will be back in just 60 seconds. Welcome back to NBA Today. We continue to cover the departure of Steve Nash as the Brooklyn Nets head coach. Zach, final thoughts for today on this. Yeah, Bobby Mark said something interesting before about moving on from Kyrie, trading KD, and starting over. I think that's a little premature. You have to see what this team is. But one thing that we should clarify, this front office, led by Sean Marks, did an incredible job digging the Nets out of the deep hole 
to begin with, mm. building the team of young guys. And then, yeah, KD and Kyrie, it hasn't worked. But when they had Harden, before that hamstring injury, they looked like a super team in the making. Obviously, it's all gone up in smoke since then. What they do now, I don't know. But if they do have to start from the ground up, They've done it before already. Hmm. I agree with Zach, but I do think that they're trying to capitalize on what is happening right now with KD and Kyrie. And on paper, Ime Odoka seems like he could be the right fit, but I do want people to understand that that's largely based on the circumstance he put him to put in, in a position where, hey, I'm going to take this job because guess what? This is probably the best opportunity I'll have to revive my career. So you have to realize he's in his own circumstance that he created. Maybe it'll work when it comes to basketball front for Brooklyn, but overall, hmm. Ime Odoka, he made his decision to do this or if this is likely to happen and we'll see what happens from there. Vince? Well, okay. It's a tough situation, period. Like, where do you go? Like, I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, do I get rid of, would I trade Kevin Durant? If, I, if I'm going to trade Kevin Durant, I better get a lot back for it. Like you said, some young talent they've developed before, but right now, I'm just, I'm, I, we, let's just take our time. It feels like happens. it feels like I, I appreciate Bobby Marks Martin, and I just noticed Vince's shoes. Nice kicks, my yeah. friend. <laughs> I, I feel like we need to pump the brakes just a smidge on any Kevin Durant no. talks, but Rich, how are you pr processing this? Well, I, I think, look, the Ime Adoka uh, hiring, there's two sides to this. There, one side is you feel like he has a strong enough voice to handle high-level, like, high level like talent like KD like Kyrie the other side of that is if you do trade those assets and emails the coach you feel like he knows how to handle young talent that mm. could be coming in so email Doka potentially if he is the person for the job depending on how they finish vetting and, and all the stuff he could be the guy for the vets he also could be the guy for the potential the reload mm. and he knows that this is probably his shot right mm. to get back in the league yeah you doing it no, You're going to do it, Richard? What? He never I, done, so are you. I'll clear the way. I'll put a screen for you to get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a screen. Listen, you're half oh. There's a screen. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Suck. I got to watch this. That's going to do it for us. Ooh. We will be back tomorrow on ESPN, our normal time. We will see you then. NFL Live. Y'all out, y'all mind. Oh.